and I quote, you can put sprinkles on a turd, but it's still a turd. That's how he put, uh, that's how he described the Denver Broncos. They're really bad. Their culture stinks. Uh, He could not have been more. I can't believe how bad my football team is. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. 11 minutes after 7 this Friday morning. Widespread panic in town for three nights this weekend. Don't get off card if you're driving around downtown this weekend. One of the great touring jam bands, Yes, right? sir. This song can be like a half hour if they want to. As can virtually anything they play. This is fun, happy music. So uh, this thing is like a whole festival. They're playing the Riverside tonight. Saturday night and Sunday night, and they're shutting down Wisconsin Avenue in front of the venue for a street party each night. So live music outside, they got food and stuff. It's pretty cool, actually. I, I've been there for the festival, and people are waiting in line, and then some will get out of line, and you know, you'll mingle and make friends with new people. You'll see some that you hadn't seen in two years, uh, but pretty neat event. Actually, the, the party is free. Obviously, you got to have tickets for the show, right, but yes. you just want to go and hang. They get started at 4 o'clock. They close Wisconsin Avenue from Water Street. It's going across the river to Plankington. So also be advised if you're just around sure. <laughs> this yeah. weekend that that is going to be closed in the early evening for that festival. Widespread panic taking over the riverside through Sunday night. Sports is coming up next. That's sponsored by Holiday Automotive at Highway 23 in Fond du Lac. Holiday Automotive, it's worth the trip. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The Packers getting ready to head out to Denver tomorrow as they get set to take on the Broncos on Sunday afternoon. Head coach Matt LaFleur speaking earlier this week on what is needed for his offense to get back on track beginning on Sunday. It's hard to have success in this league if you're living in third and 10 plus. So I just, I think the overall consistency, because it takes all 11, there's a guy off here or a guy off there, and it's just, it could be one person, it throws you off rhythm. We've really tried to stress the importance of staying dialed in, play in and play out. I know we always talk about that one play mindset, but it, it is true when you look at the tape. Despite the standing showing Denver with the league's worst defense, it's not something quarterback Jordan Love is willing to buy this week. Yeah, no, I think they got a good defense. Like you said, they got a really solid secondary. Um, the guys got they got back there, um, have played a good amount of ball, so they know what they're doing. Um, and yeah, I mean, obviously the numbers you know, don't speak very highly of that, but um, you know, that's what happens. Um, but I think they got a good defense. Kickoff is set for 325 on Sunday afternoon. Our coverage will begin right here on WTMJ starting at noon. The Milwaukee Admirals will open their doors at the Panther Arena on Saturday night to welcome in the 2023 season. President John Greenberg joining WTMJ earlier this week, providing fans with many reasons to be excited for this upcoming season. We've got a lot of guys back from last year's team. Our entire defense is back. We've got our league goaltender back. Um, and we've got a lot of really good young offensive players who are number one draft picks all over the place. And We're just really excited about what this team is capable of doing. Tickets for Saturday's home opener at the Panther Arena against the Texas Stars are still available. That puck drop is scheduled for 6 p.m. And lastly, to basketball, in a stunning announcement on Thursday, Bucks assistant coach Terry Stotts informed the team of his desire 
to resign from his coaching position. Head coach Adrian Griffin speaking on the matter after practice. It was Terry's decision, and I respected that. Uh, we did have a, a great conversation. Um, I can't disclose you know, what we, we spoke about out of respect for him, but again, we, we support him, and you know, we're still excited about the season. Uh, we got a great team and great staff, and life is good. The Bucks are back in preseason action tonight. It'll actually be their final preseason game of this season as they will play host to the Memphis Grizzlies. If you're going to the game, good news for you. Chris Middleton expected to suit up, as is Brooke Lopez, Giannis, and Damian Lillard. That tip-off is set for 7 p.m. Coverage will get underway right here on WTMJ, beginning at 6. Sighting Unlimited, WTMJ News Time 716. on this Friday morning. World Roundup for you. Let's start with the situation in Gaza. Test today to see if the U.S. can simultaneously support Israel's effort to root out Hamas terrorists as a ground assault could happen at any time and then also still get much-needed food and water to Palestinian civilians. In Gaza continues to deteriorate. The White House and Egyptian officials have indicated that the first round of humanitarian aid, 20 trucks containing food, medicine, and water, are expected to cross from Egypt into Gaza later today. ABC's Liz Sanders reporting, uh, Liz Landers from Washington. Meanwhile, other actors getting involved as feared. Multiple reports of rocket fire from Lebanon to the north of Israel and Hezbollah, another anti-Israeli terrorist groups attacking Israeli defense forces. Also, U.S. Department of Defense reporting a U.S. Navy destroyer in the region intercepted missiles and drones, this fire coming from Yemen. Pentagon spokesman Brigadier General Pat Ryder. We cannot say for certain what these missiles and drones were targeting, but they were launched from Yemen, heading north along the Red Sea, potentially towards targets in Israel. Yeah, so can't say for certain, but right, it is what it looks like. Right. Uh, we've been talking for more than a week now about this ground assault in Gaza. Hundreds of thousands of Israeli troops amassed at the border. Everything we're seeing this morning, Eric, is that uh, that hour is drawing nearer. And from now, from what we're looking at now, there's more and more protests, there's more and more demonstrations. Anything that happens in Gaza, you would hope can move as peacefully as possible, but boy, boiling point right now. And as for that, uh, that buildup of troops and, and why various sources are saying that, yeah, that, that ground assault is imminent, here's Andrew, ABC's Andrew Dimbert on that. Israel's defense minister yesterday told his troops they will soon see Gaza from the inside, suggesting a ground offensive is imminent. Satellite images show hundreds of Israeli tanks and armored vehicles north of Gaza. A source says Israel is preparing for a long war with many casualties. One reason for the delayed ground invasion? Israel is setting up hospitals, waiting for more medical supplies. President Biden in a primetime address to the nation Thursday night, urging peace in our country towards Jews, towards Arab Americans, Palestinian Americans. Odd moments in the speech I noted. He twice dropped in the references to himself having visited war zones. I don't know if that's about you know, propping up his war chops or whatever, uh, how unique it was. First, he was talking about his trip to Israel. Now, early this morning, I returned from Israel. They tell me I'm the first American president to travel there during a war. And then later, he's talking about his trip earlier this year to Ukraine. And I'm told I was the first American to enter a war zone not controlled by the United States military since President Lincoln. I'm saying they tell me. Who's, who's telling you these it's things? Bad, I, don't, right? what, I don't know what that's about. Neither here nor there. His 15-minute speech, the president navigated back and forth between support for Ukraine and its war with Russia, calling out Russian President Vladimir Putin by name, and also 
pledging support for Israel, saying the world is counting on and looking to America. America is a beacon to the world. Still, still. Whereas my friend Madeleine Albright said, the indispensable nation. Tonight there are innocent people all over the world who hope because of us, who believe in a better life because of us, who are desperate not to be forgotten by us and are waiting for us. What does that mean specifically? Well, $105 billion in aid for those two wars. President looking to Congress for that funding. So at what point, if Congress doesn't act or is unable to act because of the House speakerless situation, does that aid just get provided anyway? I mean, we've heard someplace that, I mean, where did I see there's already scores and scores and scores of trucks waiting to enter Gaza. Like the trucks are already there. They need to build the road in some areas because the trucks are too big and could destroy the road. So they have to like repave some stretches to get into Gaza. So if those trucks already exist, and the humanitarian aid is already there. That's already happening, right. This would be additional okay. and specifically military support. The president was talking about uh, bolstering the Iron Dome in Israel, and that's the surface-to-air missiles that intercept incoming rocket you fire, know, the Patriot that, missiles. Yet, what happened? How did this all start? Hamas terrorists parachuted in. You didn't even need the dome. They, they were able to find ways to skirt around the Iron Dome. President also made a couple of references to the munitions. He's saying, look, we're going to send our stockpiles, what we have already. We send that to Ukraine. We send that to Israel. And then American companies produce these things. Right. You know, sort of he looked back on World War II. He said, look, folks in factories all over funded that war effort, supported that war effort by making those things here in America. We have to do that again. But to your point now, the kind of mess that we have, and maybe this will spur things along, can't get this $105 billion in appropriations if you don't have a Speaker of the House because so nothing can come out of Congress. There was a moment yesterday when the Patrick McHenry thing that we've been talking about now for a couple of days that it looked like that was going to happen. He's the one who's the, what, the designee, not the designee. The pro tem. The pro tem interim House Speaker, if you will. And there's been this discussion and some traction behind it of giving him just more powers. That way they can pass some legislation. And it appeared like that was going to happen. I've got McHenry on okay. that here. Here's Congressman McHenry himself. So this is the guy who's kind of moving things along in the House, but does not, since he's not technically the House Speaker, have the opportunity to push forward legislation or have other types of votes. Uh, this is him talking about perhaps increased powers that he might be awarded. So he's not really the Speaker, but we can change some House rules and move things along. There are ways to empower the Speaker pro tem that suffice for the House rules and for the Constitution. And it's been done before. But then I'm seeing conflicting reports because there were uh, reports from ABC News saying that he actually doesn't want that to happen. And it doesn't look not, like it's going to. There's not support. So Jim Jordan, who is the speaker designee, held a news conference this past half hour where he again now is, quote unquote, tripling down on becoming the speaker. We need to do what we said we were going to do. We need to do what we told them we were going to do when they elected us and put us in office. And frankly, we can't do that if the House isn't open. So the strategy, I think, here is, hey, look, we got a lot of stuff that we have to do for the American people. The American people are expecting us to do this, so I better get voted in. Right. Maybe you like me, maybe you don't. Maybe we have some differences, but what's your alternative here? You don't have one. Will it work? Right. That's the question. Will it work this morning? Seeing a possible vote this morning. We're still looking for pictures of people's dirty bathrooms. 
but I just want to tell you about that today. <laughs> All right. They want the dingy, the moldy, the gross, odd, or just plain out of date. You know, it needs some updating. It doesn't have to be gross. doesn't actually have to have mold. It can just look awful. <laughs> yeah, it could just All be right. bad. Good you enough. need, you need an upgrade. It. You want to sign up for the Sidex Creepiest Shower Contest. You take a picture of your nightmare bathtub or shower, and you upload it to the website, WTMJ.com. you're entered to win the $10,000 shower or tub upgrade and remodel from Sidex. Listen live on the web. You text the word Sidex. That's S-I-D-E-X. X is in xylophone. W-T-M-J. No. S-I-D-E-X. To the old National Bank Talk and Text Line, 855-616-1620. So you upload that picture of your crummy bathroom shower, okay? And then you show us that space. Submissions are open until October 27th. You want to get entered, and then... And there's been some good ones already sent in, I've, I've heard. Mercure says he's judging it. Like, he personally will yeah, choose. He's going to pick on Halloween. Who gets? So get that uploaded. Awesome. Text the word SIDEX to 855-616-1620, and I'll send you the link and all the details on how you sign up. You can do it .com, too. That's the way I do it. .com. I'm .coming right now. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The Green Bay Packers are just a couple of days away from their Week 7 kickoff in Denver. Quarterback 1, Jordan Love, speaking on the offense, trying to find its rhythm heading into this week. I mean, I think you just got to keep your head down, keep working. Um, obviously, um, you know, there's been, it's been a lot of ups and downs, a lot of highs and lows, and, uh, you know, it's, it's not going to be perfect. We know that. Um, but the, the main thing for us is just keep our head down, keep working, um, stay, you know, Everybody keep that mindset that you know we're going to get this thing turned around and, and get get rolling and, and get you know consistent execution on a daily basis. So um, it's one of those things we just got to keep our head down, keep going. Kickoff for Week Seven is set for three twenty-five on Sunday afternoon. Our Green Bay game day pregame coverage will get rolling right here on WTMJ at noon. Over to baseball, where we go to the ALCS, where Texas won the first two games on the road in Houston, and then the Astros returned the favor, winning their last two games on the road in Arlington including last night's 10-3 Game 4 win. That series now tied at two apiece. And over to the NLCS with the Diamondbacks in a 1-1 tie in the bottom of the ninth. Walk it off in a Game 3 win. The 0-1. Swing and a line drive. Base hit. Center field. Racing home is Payman Smith. Cattell Marte and the Diamondbacks walk it off. And Arizona is back in this series. The Diamondbacks win it 2-1, and this series is now 2-1. The call on ESPN Radio as Arizona goes on for the 2-1 victory, as you just heard there. Philly's still leading that series, though, two games to one. Game four is also scheduled for tonight. And after winning their season debut in Chicago against the Wolves, the Milwaukee Admirals will open their doors on their home ice tonight. The Ads will play host to the Texas Texas Stars excuse me, on Saturday at the Panther Arena. President John Greenberg joining WTMJ this week, calling on all fans to get out to the arena and bring the energy. The enthusiasm and the energy that we had in the stands in the playoffs, we would love to have that on opening night. People who were there, if you were at those playoff games, you know exactly what mm-hmm. I'm talking about. Be there for the warm-up. You know, greet the guys when they come on the ice at 5.30. Come on down and get there early and be part of it. Everybody gets a magnet schedule, thanks to Pepsi, so it'll be something to take home so you always know when we're playing, but uh, it's going to be a really fun night, and we can't wait to get back in front of our fans again. That puck drop on Saturday night is scheduled for 6 p.m. PM tickets, if you're interested, are still available 
for purchase. And lastly, the Milwaukee Bucks will put a bow on their preseason action tonight at Pfizer Forum. Bucks all-star forward Chris Middleton expected to get some action. Yeah, so right now, um, definitely feel like I'll be out there playing tomorrow. Don't know how long, how many minutes, but I do expect to, to be playing, which is exciting for me. With Chris Middleton, Brooke Lopez, Giannis, and Dame Lillard all expected to play as well. That tip-off is set for 7 p.m. tonight. Coverage will begin right here on your home of the Bucks, 620 WTMJ. Mark Tauscher up next on Wisconsin's Morning News. Hey, WTMJ's John Merck here. I hope you will join me on Saturdays at noon for Experience Wisconsin. We travel the state, checking in with communities and organizations all throughout Wisconsin for the best and brightest, the fun spots around our great state. This week we are joined by two of my favorites, Mark Niehaus, the president and executive director of the Milwaukee Symphony Orchestra, and Pottawatomie Casino and Hotel Sarah Neubauer. It's Experience Wisconsin, Saturday at noon, right here on 620 WTMJ. Idea man. You're on the same team. Communicate. Let these guys know so that we all understand, hey, we don't have him. We better have alternative opportunities and figure out a game plan. Innovative. You have to have a little bit of Vinny, a little bit of Eric, and mix it all together. And it makes yourself, what is that in that uh, Bruce Almighty? It makes yourself a heck of a cookie. And if you don't, you just got a bunch of nuts. And Packers Hall of Famer. And that just made the open. It's time for Tausch on Wisconsin's Morning News. Presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin and Kohler Services. Mark Tauscher on Wisconsin's Morning News. Also sponsored by your southeastern Wisconsin Chevy dealers. Tausch, did you get what you what you needed by uh, crowdsourcing on social media yesterday? Your question about the no. kid's cell phone? Nope, I didn't. Can we help you with I, that? I at did all? not get what. Uh, you got, so you got I always enjoyed that. Well, Pancake, he's years away from worrying about the cell phone. I don't know. Thank well, you think. His yeah. conversation is going to be yeah, whether we, or not to get young Levi implanted with the chip that's going around. <laughs> <laughs> whatever, yeah, whatever. Neuralink and uh, everything else that's going to be coming down the pipe. Uh, no, I don't. I didn't really. I mean, I always enjoy the interaction and the advice. Uh, but as most people said, it kind of depends on your kid. But what happened, and why I put that out last night, is um, I, we dropped our uh, Max off at the Pro Athletic Club right here, and you get a two-hour window to go play hoops and do anything else. If you're a certain age, you can do that, but then you have to leave after two hours because they don't want, you know, just for whatever reason. He does not have a cell phone. I don't want him to have a cell phone. He doesn't. I, at this point, he's twelve years old. He doesn't want a cell phone. I think Snapchat and everything else. It can be. It can be a lot, right? But you also want to be able to communicate and say, "Hey, uh, I need some uh, someone to pick me up." So he's got one of those little watches, which I don't know if you've seen. They, yep. There's a watch where you're not getting all the internet stuff, but you can send a text. Well. Old boy decided that he was not going to have his watch charged, and that led us into a scenario where last night we had that discussion, and that's what led me to throw uh, the tweet out. Man, it's a hard question because, I mean, you were looking at threshold of maybe freshman year in high school, and all that's three of the summer before, yeah. Yeah, all three of the dads in here looked at each other like, good luck get, getting <laughs> that far, man. Wow. And None of us wanted our kids to have cell phones earlier than they needed them. In fact, I, I wish they didn't have them now. But they, you're you're going to continue to discover that they're like a necessity. But there there are a couple of things to remember. First of all, there are ways to set them up so they don't look at social media. I mean, some of that stuff you can prevent in some fashion. It's not like they have to be on Snapchat and Instagram. And can all these. you, though? Well, that's can what everyone you? says, but okay. I mean, I guess that's one 
one thing to say is, well, they'll figure it out. I guess that's possible. But the other thing, too, that I did with ours is you can't just give someone a phone or a piece of technology like that and expect them to know how to use it. It's just like driving a car. People take months or maybe even a year to learn how to drive a car. You can do that with a phone or some type of phone or even with your watch, right, to, like, actually teach someone how to use the power, quote-unquote, of the device before you just... Here you go. Have at it. Enjoy the internet. <laughs> Say yeah. hi to all those strangers. <laughs> yeah. So when you guys ended up giving your phones to your kids, and I, what age did you guys end up deciding to do it? I mean, it was middle school for us, for sure. Middle, I can't remember. Middle school, but like there was very tight restrictions on yeah. like Wi-Fi only. Only so many people could be communicated to. You know, we could kind of control some of that. Okay, but I mean, isn't the point of why they wanted it is so that they could Snapchat and TikTok and with their friends? And isn't that, I mean, isn't that kind of what you're fighting against, what you didn't want? So uh, that's that balancing act, right? Trying to figure that piece of it out. And you don't want your kid to not be able to communicate and not, you know, hang out and do all this stuff because everything is done through the phone. So that's why this is such a tricky little scenario. That's the hard part, too, Tausch, though, is like, right, because their social network is not like ours was. I mean, one thing my son does, he go, you know, they'll do interactive video games with his buddies, and they're on the phone with each other. Yeah. Like, he's got buddies on speakerphone. I come downstairs, and they're like other voices down there. I'm like, who's <laughs> here? Happening? No, they're all in their own houses, <laughs> playing their own consoles, but they're still communicating with each other. Like, you don't want to get in the way of them building their social network in the way that they do now. But there are all those dangers. Yeah, that's the tricky part. And so is it, they have the, uh, like, announcer's headsets on when they're <laughs> doing Call of Duty or whatnot, and that's, that's how that all works. Uh, that's the tricky part, and I think that's where I'm guessing if I'm a betting man, which I'm, I'm not opposed to, I would venture to be earlier than what uh, I put on social media. I would think it maybe will be – this summer already going into eighth grade because you're right that is the way everybody's communicating even though i think it's completely crazy i am also becoming an old man right as we sit here (laughs) hey Tom, i just gotta ask so a couple of weeks ago you said the raiders are bad and i did they beat the packers and they are bad by the way just for the record (laughs) i was still bad bad. i beat the badgers i was not good either yes very fair so what's your take on (laughs) broncos also bad broncos bad what's gonna happen so we had mark schlereth who is a world champion for them and he is uh he does a lot of stuff with the broncos and he said and i quote you can put sprinkles on a turd but it's still a turd (laughs) <laughs> that's how he put uh that's how he described the Denver Broncos. They're really bad. Their culture stinks. Like he could not have been more I can't believe how bad my football team is. With all that said, Green Bay as they're evolving, Green Bay is not a good football team right now. I believe they'll get to be. So this weekend, yeah, Denver stinks. Don't get me wrong. I still think we're going to be in a dogfight of a game. I do think we will win and I think we'll be better because Hopefully Aaron Jones plays, and if that's the case, I think our offense will be in good shape and we should be able to go out there and win. Just glad to have football back on Sunday. Thanks, Tosh. We'll talk again <laughs> nope, next ouch. week. <laughs> yeah. You bet. See you guys.